Hello, welcome to Connected Spaces, a podcast of the VHCI Lab of the Lagos Business School. My name is Eugene Ohu. I am your host. With me on today's edition is Esther Adeola Babatunde. Welcome, Adeola. Hi, Eugene. How are you this afternoon? I am fine. I'm even better <laughs> having you on the podcast, on the show today. It's a big honor to be here. Yes, it's <laughs> mine because I've actually looked forward to having this conversation with you. Uh, how would you use virtual reality to improve public speaking? So, if I understand you correctly, they, get in, they can get into an environment where you simulate public speaking. Yes. And then they will see an imaginary audience. Yes. And then and usually there are tips you give people about public speaking. Eye contact. Eye contact. Yes. Looking off. Gesticulation. Yes. How, so, and then you can create... So, it therefore means VR is very good for simulation. Yes, it's fantastic. It's almost as real because... Sometimes, because um, we use the home setting for the classes, and sometimes you see a student just in the middle of nowhere talking to people, and then <laughs> someone else could sit down and listen to them. They are in their own world doing their thing, and it's real for them. It's like they're talking to real people. Um, they get pointers, maintain eye contact with this person. This person is frowning, don't look at this person too much turn to another person they get those kind of feedback so i can them. see how vr is a very safe place to learn all this because um if you say the risk is reduced very much okay, reduced. there's no uh, there are real people real virtual people but, but there, there's very little risk right but also for entertainment which now takes me to my next question so it means that there is something about vr that makes it possible to be used for such simulations could you tell us about some affordances of vro that you know for example is immersive capability or interactive some of those okay i i think one of um, the things that really excites me about vr will be um its tendency to to replace real life so i mean um you can't go everywhere <laughs> if we needed to go to the moon i mean everybody can just visit all of the time right it's expensive it's not necessarily safe but there are children who have dreams right there are people who have dreams who want to see it i mean i remember the first time we gave some um some children the aquarium experience the underwater experience i mean it was like real life like they were in the water and then the when the, the shark is coming <laughs> <laughs> so i i like the fact that it can replace reality it can make any kind of reality you imagine you literally just have to think about it and if you think about it and you can get somebody to understand your thoughts and your vision it's possible in vr when i hear you say replace reality Several thoughts come to mind. You see people now talking about the metaverse, trying to create an alternate reality. And then I know you have done a lot of research to understand some of these things. 
in some of the studies you have done, what have you been trying to find out to understand better about VR? Okay, so um, like you said, I, ha I have a background in psychology and one of the things that interests me is um, how do we reintegrate military personnel who have been exposed to violence, to normal life? I mean, all their life, they've lived a structured environment, authority, you don't obey authority, you get the repercussions. But these people come to civil life that it's a lot more lenient, it's a lot more fluid. Yes, there are laws, but people still have more control over themselves. And then you now think about how the trauma, the terror that they've seen affects them, how, how it makes them vulnerable. So first, I believe that if we can recreate that reality, even before they get into it, like, you know how they have discharge interviews and I mean, those kind of things. If we can have, let these people have an idea of what they are coming into. They've been so distant for it from such a long time. It's like somebody who has been in prison, right? And then they come out, before they went to prison, there were no mobile phones. And then they come back and there are mobile phones. Everybody is texting. You want to buy food, you text to order it. It's like that for them, literally. So why don't we reintegrate them and with VR we can create it we can create crowded environments for them to get used to we can create where they can enter a place and not have to salute to get what they want and and that just to give them an idea of what they're getting into and then another one is so one of um we have cognitive behavior therapy and how it's used for um, dealing with phobias and all um, traumatic experiences. So imagine someone who has been, I mean, bomb blast is like regular things for them. They've seen people killed. These people have post-traumatic stress disorder, right? What if you help them control it? Because the truth is all of our fears are ingrained in the things we don't understand, the things we feel like we don't have control over. So you're scared of making it in life because you don't know what the right decisions you need to make to get it but once you begin to feel like you have the autonomy you have the control over the realities that will happen then you gain more control over so imagine if we could do that for these people i mean they're out there boko haram has been on for years we were i mean when the chibok girls were taken everybody was all noisy about it and but now how many years after we barely remember it but these people it's been their reality so how do we help them get back into it if we don't make them better so you you see what i've been saying about adela right she she's got me very excited now because i mean i've heard people describe virtual reality as skinner's box Maybe they are referring to operant conditioning, mm -hmm. use psychologists. <laughs> but then you see what she says about the military. Actually, there has been an attempt to use it to reintegrate prisoners. Mm -hmm. The exact examples you have mm -hmm. just given. Okay. And then think of the military personnel, okay, trying to condition them to another life. So I can imagine that because virtual reality allows you to create simulations, mm -hmm. you can create simulations of environments where you i imagine that what you're describing would need a, would have a practitioner right yes controlling, controlling dosing, yes so how speak, much right? they get it and what you're trying to do is change their conditioning 
mm-hmm. to stimulate us. So, yes. For yes. example, imagine that a particular stimulus is how they respond to a particular environment. In this environment, they would usually salute. Mm-hmm. In this environment, their dissent will not be allowed. Yeah. But you want to change how they respond to that. In this other civilian environment, there is fluidity. Yes. You can actually say no, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So using the same affordances of VRO, considering the trauma they may have faced, for example, explosions, yeah. and, then, and then many of them, have sleepless nights, many of them have traumas, nightmares, Nightmares. you will introduce them to the same thing in a controlled way in order to change how they react to it. This is interesting, eh? this is interesting. So that was Connected Spaces, a podcast from the VHCI lab of the Lagos Business School. See you around. Don't go far.